Well, hey, New City, this is Benjamin Kant. I am here with Jonathan Duckett. Jonathan, it's good to be with you. Thanks. Good to be here. Now, it's important for me to clarify at the front end here that uh, Jonathan is known uh, worldwide acclaim <laughs> and affectionately yeah. here at New City as Duckett. And That's so right. I may refer to you as a variety of names, but probably Duckett most probably. often. So Totally fine. So Duckett, tell us about your practice of the common rhythm. Common rhythm. I thought we were here to talk about C.S. Lewis. Yeah, well, not this time, but if you can weave a quote in there, <laughs> I'll give that to you. If it happens organically, then so be it. You know what I'm saying? That's right. <laughs> uh, the common rhythm. Um, well, the common rhythm for me has been, uh, I th- and I would, I would imagine that for a lot of us, it's been hit and miss. So yeah, I, I think it's, uh, it's fine for me to say like it's, it's challenging. It's, it's difficult to implement new habits and rhythms into our lives. I think that's sort of what we sign up for. So for me, the, the overall, um, the, the best analogy that I would come up with if I was going to describe my experience with a common rhythm, it's like it's uh, it's like when I started going to the gym originally. Like mm-hmm. it took a lot of effort and intentionality and a lot of front loading of time and effort. Uh, it takes time to to build a rhythm. So that's that's what it's been like for me. Mm-hmm. Man, I hear that. I uh, I married a runner mm-hmm. and always thought running was appropriate if you were chasing a ball. And so there was just this sense of like, why would anybody do this if they weren't being punished? Right. Uh, yeah. <laughs> and now I am an avid runner because mm-hmm. uh, there's something about being habituated and it took time. Yep. And there was that awful grotesque feeling of my insides burning when I was on mile one right. <laughs> <laughs> for a while, but it, it took some acclimation and habituation. Right. That's right. Yeah. And so I, I like that illustration of, of working out. There is this because we all know the effort, the intentionality, mm-hmm. the practice that goes into actually building strength or endurance or flexibility mm-hmm. or anything physically in that way. Mm-hmm. Um, and the spiritual life is not too much different. No. And in fact, I'd say it's it's analogous in a lot of ways. Uh, there's the uh, – and it's a little bit colorful language, but there's the whole the old, the old saying like – I don't know how old it is. You have to suck at something before you can be good at it, right? Yeah, you have right. to be really bad at something before you can be any good. The masters, no, I mean, very, I don't, I, I would even venture to say that none of the masters, like mm-hmm. none of the great kind of savants of different disciplines in, in the world have started off just automatically being good. They had to pick it up. They had to learn the basics. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think that unfortunately we don't learn the basics uh, yeah. of spiritual disciplines and, and spirituality uh, early on. And so it's like learning a different language. It's another mm-hmm. analogy. It's learning a different language at an older age, just proven to be more difficult. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so that's just one of the one of the challenges that we have to overcome. Wouldn't it be so inspiring and encouraging if we had like adolescent yo-yo ma just like screeching the cello yes like so <laughs> ear-splittingly painful it would it, be encouraging to all of us i'm sure it's we're like, like oh, oh yeah. okay <laughs> they were really bad at that too that's, that's right. fine <laughs> so good 100 uh, or you know adolescent josh kessler we could yes. say too yeah. screeching the cello <laughs> um so so tell us walk us through some of these practices mm-hmm. um you know there's these eight practices that are uh resistance and embrace loving god loving others mm-hmm. um Tell us what is maybe unique about any of your ways of practicing some of these. Sure. Um, Well, uh, I think the ones that I really – the way that I'm approaching it is, again, um, because this is a difficulty and a challenge, like – I am trying to set myself up for success. Mm-hmm. And so I'm trying to take it in pieces and chunks rather than looking at the whole mountain and try to climb it all in one day. I'm like, I'm going to do this in bite-sized chunks. And mm-hmm. so uh, I've, I've chosen um, really two practices specifically to, to try to, to get really good at. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the two that I've chosen um, are Scripture Before Screens 
and uh, fasting, weekly mm-hmm. fasting. So there's a daily practice in there and there's a weekly practice in there. Yeah. Uh, and so uh, I've chosen those two. Um, I think, uh, well, part of it was arbitrary. It was just like those two seemed realistic and they just kind of stuck out to me. Mm-hmm. Uh, but as I thought more about it, those two really do meet me in some very important places. Mm. Um, so what's, I guess, unique for me is uh, I'm in this ongoing stage of life. Uh, well, first off, it's very transitional mm. uh, because I'm about to graduate from seminary uh, with an MDiv. I'm moving into another program, but I'm also kind of continuing to develop my uh, my ministry mm-hmm. uh, and sort of establish myself as someone who who is a, you know, sort of professional Christian. <laughs> and so the way that I think about it is the way, like, as I'm Kind of setting myself up at the front end of my ministry career. I hate the word career, and sure, and but you understand it. Uh, I You're wa- in the building phase of your vocation. Sure, yeah, absolutely. Um, the 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 beginning point is arguably the most important part. So how I begin is how I ought to expect to continue. Mm-hmm. And so the question I'm asking myself is: Do I want to be the kind of pastor or minister? Uh, who is tied to their calendar and tied to their screens and tied to uh, and tied to sort of their busyness, their hurry and flurry. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't want to be that kind of pastor. I want to be uh, I want to be a man, a pastor, a disciple of Jesus, whose life and vocation is marked by uh, reflection, uh, pausing, uh, being saturated in God's word. Um, uh, in, in sort of slowness, in mm. a sense, uh, because those are – I think that pastors and Christians in general are called to be uh, countercultural. And what is more countercultural in our speedy society than, mm. than slowness, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, and so the two, for me, uh, practices that and rhythms that tend – that kind of, at least to me, spoke most into that were uh, every day before I do anything else – um, instead of picking up my phone to check the weather and the news uh, and f- my you know Twitter feed, uh, I'm picking up God's word, mm-hmm. um, uh, and uh, and so that seemed like the, the, the just an immediate interruption to my normal the, the normal rhythm, like my normal rhythm, and also I think what would it, what we would expect to be everyone's normal rhythm, mm-hmm. and then fasting um, a little bit different but similar in, in theme. Um, we don't often I don't think think about sort of our meals. We just kind of make them happen. We don't plan. I guess meal prep is a thing, but okay, maybe I'll say I don't think about meals very much. <laughs> Shouldn't speak for everybody. Um, fasting has become for me like this, this really, really my one of my favorite days of the week because it's a day in which I don't, you don't have to meal plan. I don't have to meal plan. It's great. <laughs> uh, but what I do have to do is I don't meal plan, but I do plan. Mm. I plan on what I'm going to do with those times. And so um, one of the great things is I actually meet with uh, uh, a, a fellow member of our church. Um, and we, we sit on the docks at seminary and we, we just kind of talk. And it's not necessarily about some, anything particularly spiritual, mm-hmm. uh, but we're together and, and we sort of – and he's also fasting on that date too. I should I – should, uh, clarify. Mm-hmm. So we're sort of sharing in that time together and that discipline together. Um, is that during a normal meal time that yeah. you do that? Mm-hmm. We okay. do that at lunchtime on gotcha. Thursdays. So you have that time back mm-hmm. and you're using it to develop friendship or friendship some sort of camaraderie. Exactly. That's great. Uh, and so, but it's also a, a, day, a whole day of reflection. And typically I'm not as hungry, obviously, at noontime as I am later that evening. Mm-hmm. And I choose to fast all day. So mm-hmm. I, so I, some folks are only fasting like from breakfast and lunch. I choose all day. Um, I, and the reason I do that is... Because um, you're not junior varsity. Because I'm not, yeah. I wanna, <laughs> I'm all in, you know what I'm saying? Says the guy here who fasts is bre- <laughs> just breakfast and lunch. Right, so. right. <laughs> no, not at all. I mean, for me, I mean, part of it, it's like, I do know that I'm going to be more hungry 
uh, in the evening. And so like, I want to experience that. I know that seems odd, but I want to experience the hunger because there's something about being hungry for me that causes me to first off pause and take notice of myself. Mm. Reminds me that I'm a creature, that I need things outside mm-hmm. of myself to continue to be. And also kind of reminds, it's sort of humiliating in a way mm. uh, because I get crunk, like cranky when I'm hungry. <laughs> uh, I, I get like, I don't function well. Sure. Uh, and it's and it's sort of this, it's this, uh, I don't do it. Let me be clear. I'm not good at any of this, right? <laughs> but it's something that's, it's, it's moving me in a direction towards being more thoughtful about uh, what, like, how I'm engaging with my body and how my body relates to my spiritual life. Mm. And, and also uh, sort of giving me a space in the middle of a busy week in a busy season uh, to, to have time to, to intentionally reflect. Uh, and so those, those times have become very precious and sacred uh, mm. when, when I'm able to make them happen well. Um, and it's trend, it's in a, positive, encouraging trajectory. Yeah. That body-soul connection is really important. Mm. And um, I think most of us think of our bodies and souls as a dualism, Mm -hmm. as in they're almost set over and against one another. Yeah. Uh, When it's really, they're a duality. They (laughs) are, um, I I like to think of body and soul are kind of two perspectives on the whole. Mm. And so an example is fruit of the spirit. One of them is to be patient, mm-hmm. right? Um, I'm a lot less patient if I'm overtired, yeah. which is an embodied reality, right? Mm-hmm. Sleep is a very embodied uh, need. And yet Psalm 127 talks about those who um, are late to sleep, late to rest and late to rise because they give themselves to anxious toil. Mm-hmm. And so there's a real sense in which that's a spiritual lack of sleep might be a spiritual reality or a soul reality, Mm -hmm. and yet it's an embodied thing. And so I think dividing those two things is probably not the way to think about it. Not at all. As you've talked about, fasting actually helps understand the integration of body Mm -hmm. and soul well for you. Absolutely, it does. There's this great uh, quote by a guy named C.S. Lewis. Got there. (laughs) (laughs) Let the listener understand. Challenge accomplished. (laughs) Challenge accomplished, baby. Uh, There really is, though. It's in. I think it's in his book on prayer. It's uh, uh, Letters to Malcolm, I believe. It could be elsewhere. But he says, um, and I quote, the body ought to pray as well as the soul. Hmm. He's talking about the posture of the body in prayer. So he's actually talking about like kneeling in prayer, Mm -hmm. like my body is prostrate on the ground. Like that's actually important. Mm -hmm. But I think that fasting is another way that my body participates in prayer. I'm Mm. catching... I'm, I'm including my body in my spiritual life. Like those two, to your point, are not uh, at odds with each other, nor are they two distinct spheres. They are interrelated and intertwined in ways that I don't think we could comprehend mm-hmm. from, and maybe we never totally will. Yeah. Um, but uh, it's, it's, yeah, it's my form of sort of taking what Lewis said and having my body pray along with my soul. Yeah, that's well said uh, by you, not Lewis. <laughs> uh, so, so one of the things you said I want to come back to, because I think it's so wise, is... Mm-hmm. We've mentioned during the Common Rhythm coaching workshops Mm. that we think that this, to do the Common Rhythm well, is a three to six month runway until you get the plane off the ground. Mm -hmm. And so you thought about that and you said, hey, these two, you had some Mm self-awareness to say these two practices, Scripture Before Screens, uh, which is a daily resistance practice for the love of God Mm -hmm. and fasting, which is a weekly resistance practice for the love of others, for the Mm -hmm. love of neighbor. Mm -hmm. Those two would probably add the most value or be the most meaningful for you, given who you are, where you are, what you're up to in this stage of life. So I really appreciate that, the the thoughtfulness of a trajectory of Mm -hmm. developing in in your practice of the common rhythm over time. Yes. Um, What's next? Mm. Uh, and, And how might you come around making that decision? That's a great question. Uh, I think the way that I'm going to come around making that decision is, um, is, I guess, 
appropriately prayer and, and sensitivity and curiosity. Mm-hmm. Uh, one of the things, um, there's this other guy that uh, stole a lot of what C.S. Lewis said. Uh, his name is, uh, I think it's Augustine, is that yeah. right? <laughs> yeah, something like that. Uh, <laughs> St. Augustine uh, or Augustine, uh, he actually, he said something like, love Jesus and do as you please. Mm. Um, 1,500 and, years prior to C.S. Lewis. Yeah, well, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not ruling out time travel. Sure. Um, anyhow. If anybody could do it, it'd be one of those two guys. <laughs> so anyhow, no, we, I, I love that quote because it, it really has given me a lot of direction. So part of the way I'm going to figure it out is like, well, what what do I want to do? Um, I think that there's this really beautiful thing in which because I'm a creature, I'm not in absolute con- – like I'm not conscious of all my faculties at any given time. But what I can do is trust the formational process of these common rhythms. And so there's this sense in which as I continue to succeed and grow in uh, Scripture before screens and fasting, that I'm going to become the kind of person that's going to want something else that's going to be very natural. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know how well I said that, but that's the idea. And so uh, as I, like, in you know, a month or so, I've, as I've continued to, to grow in these two areas, uh, it'll be kind of, kind of time for inventory and say, like, okay, well, what do I want to do? Like, what, mm-hmm. what, of, the, what of the common rhythm seems appealing to me next? Mm-hmm. So that's part of it. Another another way to think about it is also uh, what which one is going to make me the most uncomfortable and mm. which one's going to be the most disruptive. Mm-hmm. That seems counterintuitive, uh, but also there there is a sense in which like intentionally introducing discomfort into your life may actually help you toward success mm-hmm. because it's so jarring that it's it's not easy to forget or to neglect. Mm. Uh, and so I'll ask myself like what's what's uncomfortable. Um, and so those are two easy ways to kind of like take inventory. And then there's of course the strategic element like what's what's the one that's uh, what going to fit into this next life stage? Um, the one that I'm the most interested in uh, is reaching out. Mm. Um, right now, anyway, uh, it's not. I mean, it's something probably naturally that happens to some degree, but it's certainly not an intentional rhythm that I have going forward. And mm. so, um, there's 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 an element of that in which, like, we have th- these two practices that I have right now. They're very they're they're sort of individual, right? I mean, fasting. I've incorporated a, a sort of friendship element into mm-hmm. it, uh, but it's it's a very reflective self kind of knowing. Both of them are like mm-hmm. scripture before training and fasting. So I, I it seems like the natural next step for me is to introduce the communal element. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so of those to choose from, I mean, you have um, you know communal meeting or eating with with folks or, or corporate worship. Uh, it seems like to me the the one that seems the most obvious that would be the most both uncomfortable uh, and also uh, natural. And the one that I kind of want to do is is reaching out. Mm-hmm. So that's And hopefully I'm listening to the spirit of God in all of that yeah. as well. I don't want to neglect neglect that piece too. It's kind of important. Yeah, it's kind of important <laughs> in spiritual formation. Yeah. <laughs> so what I really appreciate too is you've, you've named a few of the, the five C's. We've said that people need a calendar, they need community, they need coaching, they need to be comfortable with failure, mm-hmm. and they need a core of love. Mm-hmm. And so you, you quote Augustine saying, love God mm-hmm. and do as you please. In other words, that's the core of love. Like keep that prior, as the priority. Mm-hmm. And then you've also named how there's kind of a comfortability with failure there, mm-hmm. which is, hey, I I know that I'm going to kind of fail forward into this, yes. into the practicing of the common rhythm. Mm-hmm. And then you've named the community piece that, that that's been a significant aspect is is to do this with others mm-hmm. and, and for these to be practices that you um, are doing communally because this is a common life for a common love. Yes. So kind of as we wrap up here, I'd be curious, um, this is a twofold question. What have you experienced as the challenges of the practice of so far of the common rhythm mm-hmm. and what have you experienced as the the added value mm. now we've kind of defined um the the standard of the the way the metric by which you measure value add for these practices 
are you loving God with more of yourself? Are you loving mm. your neighbor as yourself? Mm -hmm. That's kind of the metric. So if, yeah. if I'm practicing these in such a way where I become more, um, you know, legalistic in spirit or harsh and judgmental yeah. or honestly lazy and lackadaisical or, you know, beating myself up in shame and contempt because I've failed so many times. You, you, like that's not working for you. <laughs> Try something different. <laughs> something's something's off. Uh, that's right. <laughs> User so, error. So with those, with that kind of metric in mind, mm -hmm. how mm -hmm. has what what's been challenging and mm -hmm. what's added value? The challenge has been, gosh, the the challenge has been the disruption, um, and I don't mean the disruption. Um, I mean, uh, let me say this a different a different way. Um, I uh, two two things. One, I mean, I'm. I am a, a modern soul. In other words, I have all of this, the vices that are very, are, are the average vice that, you know, we would have as a American Western individualistic society. I have those. I, I've been formed and well, well formed by, by that culture that I've been in. Uh, and so it's, it's challenging to, to, to rub against that and um, like depriving myself in a consumeristic society, like intentionally depriving myself of food, of something that I love. And let me be clear, I love food. Mm -hmm. uh, and so to deprive myself of that, um, I, it's, it's, it's almost like, I don't know how to put it, but there are, there are moments where I'm like, this isn't fair. Like mm -hmm. no one else has to fast and it's not as hard. It's not as hard for them, even for the guys that do fast. Like it's easier for them than it is for me. It's mm. so, like, there's this element of like, I'm, I'm fighting against everything that is like, that feels like it's me. I'm, I'm almost, it's, I guess the, the biblical way to say it's like, it feels like death to mm -hmm. myself. Mm -hmm. um, I really do feel a, a real sense of dying to myself. And the same thing with scripture before screens. Like it is a challenge to, um, to rub up against this security blanket of being able to just consume uh, content and data while mm -hmm. I'm just laying in bed before I have to get up and, and start my day. That, that there, there's a, there's a comforting element. And I would almost say that it's, uh, it's, it's analogous to junk food, mm -hmm. right? Uh, it's, it's comforting. Like we call it comfort food for a reason, but it's not good for me. Mm -hmm. So that part has been challenging, but there's actually a deeper element here that I wanted to name, which is uh, the challenge of, of the fear of intimacy with God. Hmm. Um, I, uh, I, I'm a, <laughs> I'm a mess in a lot of ways. Mm -hmm. uh, I'm a, I mean, a work in progress is, is a, is a, uh, generous way to say it, you know, <laughs> uh, I'm, I'm a mess. Uh, I'm a, I'm a human being with, uh, a lot of brokenness, a lot of flaws, a lot of trauma that I'm carrying on. I have baggage. Um, and one of those pieces of baggage that I carry is, is a sense of distance, uh, with, with my father in heaven. Mm. Um, and so, uh, some of that distance is related to my own just kind of a, a sort of innate agnosticism but another sense of that is is this consciousness of my failure and this idea that god is uh displeased with me or disappointed or disinterested mm. uh and so it takes this it takes this challenging effort to <clears throat> to continually kind of put to death that fear of mine every morning and every thursday when i fast to like approach god in a in a vulnerable and intimate way saying like can I hear from you? Mm -hmm. Because my fear is that I'll either not hear from him mm -hmm. or what I will hear will be anger or disappointment. Mm -hmm. um, and so that's that's a challenge for me. Mm -hmm. And the beautiful thing is that um, never once has he, has he come to me with anything but love and care and affirmation. It's a remarkable thing. And it's, it's, it's sort of hyper spiritual to say, I don't want to sound overly spiritual, uh, but it's something whenever I open up God's word and say, 
God, would you speak to me? And somehow I walk away from those moments with a, a significant sense of God's deep love for me. Mm-hmm. Um, so the challenge has like has always been met with with great reward, but mm. it is a challenge, and it's a continued challenge. What I appreciate about many of the things you just said, one is you began with self denial, mm. which is a often neglected aspect of following Jesus in our day and age. Um, and yet Jesus told us to do it daily in Luke 9. Mm. Um, and so you began there by saying, hey, I don't always want to do this. There's a discipline to it. It'd be easier to not fast. It'd be easier to check my phone as soon as, as, soon as I wake up. Mm-hmm. But you're denying yourself those desires mm-hmm. in order for a higher good mm-hmm. that you're pursuing. But you you brought that together with, but I'm also experiencing and receiving real affirmation and affection from God the Father mm-hmm. in these practices. Mm-hmm. And so that's a that's a both and not many people do well with, mm. self-denial and affirmation from God. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and so I, I appreciate you just juxtaposing what seems, if not paradoxical, sometimes contradictory to some mm-hmm. people. Yeah. Um, uh, J.I. Packer taught me a word, antinomy. <laughs> There's <laughs> yep. an antinomy there. Right, yeah. Um, and, and so I, I appreciated that. You and I are both very interested in addiction and recovery, yes. particularly how attachments to certain lesser goods or certain objects in this world mm. can do can wreak havoc on the soul. Yes. That's what we call addiction. Mm-hmm. But then how do you get out of that? Mm. And we've talked before about how in a 12-step meeting, one of the most important things that happens is uh, the leader qualifies themselves yes. by beginning the 12-step meeting saying, hi, my name's Ben. I'm a alcoholic or mm-hmm. I'm a sex addict or mm-hmm. I'm a whatever it is that that makes me qualified to be here right. and to be leading this meeting. Mm-hmm. And so I just appreciate you qualifying yourself <laughs> for everybody that listens to this of like, yeah. hey, I'm kind of a mess. Yeah. This is really hard. Yep. I often don't want to do it. Sometimes I don't do it. <laughs> right. Uh, and, and and so I just, I appreciate it because you just name for people probably what a lot of people experience, but might feel because there's a high challenge with the common rhythm. High they challenge. might feel like they have to hide that. Yes. And hiding is antithetical to the kingdom of Jesus. Absolutely. Always and forever. Every time. And so there's this real sense in which you at very least invited people to come out of hiding mm-hmm. and say, mm-hmm. oh, I can practice the common rhythm and be terrible at it. Yes. Or to use your crass word earlier, I can suck at it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, if any of our students listen to this, apologize. Yeah. Uh, don't. And so, <laughs> <laughs> don't repeat. Do as I right. say, not yeah, as I do. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, and so I just appreciate that. I'm mm. grateful for your willingness to, to name those things for people that are listening. It's my pleasure. Yeah, I think, I mean, if, if there's anything I would want people to walk away from the common rhythm of, it's like my inability met with God's total ability mm, uh, mm-hmm. like his goodness in my in, in my insufficiency um and yeah to your point we, we don't need to hide those things mm-hmm. um in fact uh our our one of the, our greatest um biblical authors thought it was very important to, to consistently name his weakness mm. uh and be very very like sort of vulnerable with that uh, and i think the more we trend in that direction o- overall i really do believe that the more successful we will be mm. uh in the common rhythm and overall spiritual, our spiritual walk. Mm-hmm. In fact, to summarize or quote what he says, Christ's power is made perfect yes. in our weakness. That's the place where the power of Jesus likes to dwell. Mm-hmm. So that'll preach. Jonathan Duckett, what a pleasure. Thank you for teaching me and, and everybody that's been listening to this on what does it look like to practice the common rhythm well? Super appreciated this conversation. It's been an honor to be here. Thank you.